I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear man. I've breathed the mountain air, man. This is The Road Less Travel, presented by Nikki Shay. G'day, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of The Road Less Travelled with your host, Nikki Shay. That is me. A warm welcome to you if you're joining us for the very first time. Welcome along. You can catch up with all previous episodes of The Road Less Travel podcast by heading to our website, fatcatmedia.com.au you can drop me an email if you want on fatcat at iinet.net.au or you can sms on 042-752-8467 and you can follow us on social media through youtube as well we've got a youtube um, channel that we'll be updating shortly but on facebook and instagram this week we discover the york peninsula you can discover its rich palette its golden wheat fields its turquoise bays and pink salt lakes Discover the unlikely melting pot of cultures, the, Urad- the Narunga people, the Cornish miners, the Norwegian grain racers, the Scottish gypsum diggers, the farmers who came from everywhere, suspecting the soil was rather better than it first looked. Discover also its pleasures. Along dusk on a salt-cured jetty, the crazy scritch-scratch on the tines of a crab rake, walking onto a beach that no one else has visited, the taste of oysters you helped harvest, the flood of memories from your own childhood when you see your own kids crouch beside a rock pool. So we suggest the things that you should see, the places you should stay, and the good things you should eat. But most of all, we here at the Road Less Travel podcast suggest only one thing, that you discover it for yourself. Welcome to the York Peninsula. Importantly, how to get to the York Peninsula, located in South Australia. If you're coming southwards from Port Pirie, Port Augusta down to Port Pirie, head down towards Port Broughton and along the coast that way. If you're coming from Adelaide, then you head up through um, Port Wakefield, head left, and then you can do the York Peninsula on the, we'll call that the eastern side of York Peninsula and heading down and then back up through the west up to Wallaroo and Port Broughton that way. This week's sound quality will be a little on the we'll say prickly side because we're actually on the road in the background you'll hear the air conditioner going in the caravan because it's quite warm hang on i might just get rid of that bear with me now for us the york peninsula we're going to do the coastal way and you should allow about three to four days to do that our starting point is port broughton which is a fishing mecca and a perfect family getaway place the vibrant tourist park here has its own water slides too for the kids to keep them occupied 700 kilometres of coastline, York Peninsula is known for its coast, beaches and, of course, spectacular scenery. You can experience all this and more on the coastal way. Here you can discover the trails that make up the Walk the York, which is a 500 kilometre continuous trail around the coastline. You can relax in a beachfront holiday house, explore the Dibra Gurenda Innes National Park or one of the many museums in the region. Rather. You can sample delicious seafood straight from the sea or taste some of the fabulous local produce with the York Peninsula Food and Wine Guide. Catch your fill of blue swimmer crabs, dine at seafood restaurants or head out on a fishing charter with a local expert. You can stay at a caravan park or try bush camping, find your own piece of paradise on a secluded beach or just explore everything that the York Peninsula has to offer. All of this and more can be discovered while enjoying a road trip along York Peninsula's coastal way. So for us, our starting point of Port Broughton, it's really ideally situated on the uppermost end of the peninsula, close to what we could describe as the southern Flinders Ranges, the Clare Valley wineries and the Copper Coast, making it a really great base to visit a number of different regions. 
A popular seaside town, Port Broughton is a relaxing place to idle away time watching pelicans, dolphins or magnificent sunsets. And as you would expect from a South Australian fishing port, the seafood is plentiful and Port Broughton has an enviable reputation as one of Australia's premier locations for truly big snapper. You have to check the local fishing guides for fishing closures for that particular breed of fish. The boat launching facilities at Port Broughton are excellent with dual lane twin boarding pontoons providing all tight access. Or for some great fishing action, why not head offshore with a local fishing charter? Things to do, you can check out the Port Broughton Jetty. There's fishing charters, Port Broughton's historic walking trail, the Port Broughton Heritage Centre. There's a palette-to-palette art gallery and, of course, the Port Broughton Visitors Information Outlet. It's also the perfect spot to enjoy the local seafood, fine cuisine that the region has to offer. And you can find out more about the caravan park and camping facilities in Port Broughton and some of the fantastic fishing to be found along the coastline in this part of the top of the York. Check out the Port Broughton Visitors Information Outlet. So most people, too, are surprised to learn that the peninsula is 200 kilometres from top to toe and only 40 kilometres across at its widest point. So to help you get a better measure of the region, there's a guide that we'll put up on our Facebook page where you can check it out as well, the northern, central and southern parts of the York Peninsula. From Port Broughton, we headed south. One of the most popular coastal escapes on the York Peninsula is Wallaroo, a seaside paradise planked in prime position, or plonked rather in prime position, on the west coast of the peninsula, just a two-hour drive from Adelaide. The holiday hotspot is a family favourite destination and boasts sandy beaches, perfect for swimming, a rich maritime history, chic cafes and a plethora of beachside accommodation options. Fishing fanatics flock to Wallaroo to cast a line off the famous jetty, where you can expect a good haul of snapper, King George whiting, squid and flathead. You can check into the Wallaroo Marina apartments and head straight for a dip at Office Beach or drive right onto the sand at North Beach and dive into the surf before refuelling with a cold one and a fresh seafood at the Cooper's Ale House restaurant. We offered to we we offered we actually stayed at the Wallaroo Holiday Park, pet friendly as well uh, and family friendly too. So that's uh, an option you can have a look at when you're at uh, Wallaroo. From Wallaroo, we headed to Kadena. It's the largest town on York Peninsula. It's the unofficial capital of Australia's little Cornwall. In its mining heyday in the late 19th century, Kadena had a population of 20,000 people. Today, it's home to around 4,500 people. The biennial Cornish Festival is held at Moonta, Wallaroo and Kadena. The next event is in 2023. Now, families like to head to Victoria Square Park, which has large shady trees and radical treetop playground. Kadena is also home to an indoor play centre, miniature train and putt-putt course at the visitor centre. If you're with older kids, why not hire a bike and explore Kadena's historic township or walking trails? There's also an 18-hole golf course with clubhouse and a range of cafes, restaurants and hotels. On to Moonta. Moonta's origins in 1860 were based in copper mining. The ensuing flood of skilled miners from Cornwall changed the state's cultural mix and as a celebration of Cornish, Cornish heritage, Moonta takes part in the biennial, and I think it's pronounced Kern Week Loenda Festival, along, as I mentioned, with Kadena and Wallaroo. There's also many beautiful historic buildings in town, including the Moonta Mines Museum and the Moonta Mines Model School. Built in, in around 1878, the museum is worth a visit too. It's also the place to board the tourist train which can take you around the heritage areas. You can enjoy a stroll along the main street where you'll find a variety of shops from antiques to giftware. The Café Capella and Taste the York are especially popular for their fine foods. Now, Moonta, along with Moonta Bay and Port Hughes, took the title of the 2021 South Australia Top Tourism Town winner. 
Moonta Bay, the sandy coves, stunning beaches, jetty and clear blue waters complete the idyllic panorama of Moonta Bay. It's also one of the best places along the peninsula to watch the sunset from the beach. You can stay in one of the wide range of beachfront accommodations available, including there a caravan park, motels and a variety of self-contained holiday homes. The popular Splash Town Water Park provides free water fun for the family. You can also look at um, the best attraction that they're saying, the Copper Coast Splashdown Water Park on, in Munta Bay, the Copper Coast Putt Butt also in Kadena, and Kadena too is the Copper Coast Indoor Play Centre and Cafe. From Munta and Munta Bay, where of course you can immerse yourself in the Cornish culture of Munta, you can take the kids to the Munta Bay Bay uh, Splashdown Water Park as well. Marion Bay is the gateway to stunning, uh, now I think it's pronounced Diobla, Guntara Innes National Park with its surf breaks, rock pools, wild scenery and the Innes Town Township. Then on to Port Vincent which offers a sheltered bay, golden beach and the perfect place to enjoy fish and chips. The nearby marina also has first class boating facilities. This of course is the coastal way which they say to allow around about three to four days. Ardrossan is the home of blue swimmer crabs, awesome jetty fishing and imposing red cliffs. The museum plays tribute to the revolutionary stump jug plough and finish off at Port Wakefield, where you can stroll the historic wharf and the mangrove ward walks. The family-friendly Rising Sun Hotel is great for a feed after a dip in the swimming area. Now we've put a bit, put a bit of, put of a bit of a list together for family fun. Now there's heaps of playgrounds, um, so for family fun, if you've got the kids, be sure to let the kids loose at Yorktown's Wiener Flat Reserve, where you can take a walk around the Salt Lake and then let the kids swing and climb on the modern playground. Port Broughton's foreshore recreation area has an all-abilities access playground along with a basketball court and gym equipment overlooking the foreshore and is a short walk from the jetty and the main street. Now, if you want a playground with a view, head to the east coast where Ardrossan, Stansbury and Port Vincent have their facilities right on the foreshore. And what could be better than enjoying some fish and chips or ice cream and watching the world go by while the kids have a ball. Point Turton also has a nature playground. It's a must-see during your visit. The kids can get back to nature and on the foreshore walkway not far from here. And you'll be spoiled for choice with playgrounds up north at Wallaroo, North Beach, Port Hughes, Munta Bay and Kadena. They're close enough to each other to undertake a playground marathon. Some of these are also foreshore on the foreshore too. Perfect for a cooling dip and you can also cool off at Splashtown Water Park in Munta Bay. And that's probably the highlight. It's a free use community water park and with a very variety of water slides and splash zones it's a must see on a family fun day if you take your push bikes explore on two wheels pack the bikes boards and scooters and head to one of the skate parks and bike tracks around the region for the younger ones there's a learn to ride track at munta wallaroo port broughton minnerton and munta all having fantastic skate parks too catering for a wide range of ages and skill levels so whether you're set up to camp in the north or to the south, there's a pump track to suit all at Corny Point and Port Broughton. In the centre, you may want to check out the Maitland BMX track, and bikes can also be hired from Copper Trails Bike Hire in Munta, the Copper Coast Visitor Information Centre at Kadena, and some caravan parks and accommodation options also have bike hire for offer, uh, on options for hiring. Just ask one of their managers. The Road Less Travelled podcast is a proudly Australian, fiercely independent podcast, hosted and produced by me, Nikki Shea, for Fat Cat Media. We receive no corporate payments, which means we rely on self-sufficient financial support. 
If you can and are able to, we would love you to support us via Patreon. Listen to the Road Less Travel podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. You're listening to the Road Less Travelled podcast with Nikki Shea. Now, if you're into your fishing and boating, here's some crabbing tips. The blue swimmer crabs are best caught during summer. You can try your luck along the beaches from Port Gawler to Stainsbury in the Gulf of St Vincent or along the Spencer Gulf to Port Broughton. It's easy. All you need is a tub and a rake available for about 10 bucks at most local shops. Don't forget to wear old sneakers as a crab will definitely go for your toes. The best time to head out is when the tide turns to come back in and you can wake where the rake, rather where the soft sand meets the weed. When a crab grabs your rake, you simply lift it up into your tub. The best months for crabbing are September September to April as the waters are warmer and more productive and you must be mindful that crabs have a legal size and a bad limit and that the females carrying eggs uh, can't be taken. If you're into your fishing, jetty fishing is a fantastic way. Thanks to a history of wheat exporting, York's coastline has absolutely some spectacular timber jetties. You can expect plenty of locals and visitors casting for tommies, jigging for squid and dropping pots for crabs. Now, boat owners will find plenty of good boat ramps and beach launching facilities, many with all-weather ramps. When in doubt, ask around for the heads-up on local conditions. Many have fish cleaning and washdown facilities, and most ramps have dual lanes too. So what's out there to catch? Well, the Australian salmon can be found anywhere that there's a headland. If there's a bluff or a surf area, you'll find the Australian salmon. They can be caught all year round using pilchards, lures, or lures rather, for bait. The best seasons are autumn and winter. As I mentioned, the blue swimmer crabs, they can be caught all year round, but you'll have the best luck in the warmer months. The best baits to use for uh, fish heads and squid, or grab a rake, plastic tub and the old sneakers and head off to the beach. King George Whiting, the succulent King George Whiting, they can be caught from both sides of the peninsula, and they are undoubtedly one of the tastiest meals that you'll catch from the sea. You can also get the Southern Rock Lobster, which is rugged coastline areas on the southern shores of York Peninsula. That's home to the Southern Rock Lobster. These are delicious crustaceans. They're permitted to be caught in the open season. Now, squid can be caught pretty much anywhere around the coastline from jetties or boats. Watch out for the ink while you score yourself a tasty meal. Garfish are plentiful in the warmer months and inhabit all the waters around York Peninsula. Gents, prawns and cockles are the best bait for choice. Tommy ruffs are a great option for the kids' tommies or Australian herring are one of the easiest species of fish to catch from any of the major jetties. And on the Windara Reef, the first of its kind in South Australia and the largest in Australia, Windara Reef is a shellfish restoration reef located in the Gulf of St Vincent. It offers great fishing for recreational fishers with fish species including King George Whiting, the 20 hectare reef site located off Rogues Point south of Ardrossan focuses on habitat restoration, specifically the restoration of native shellfish reefs which have been lost from the York Peninsula region. So if you don't have a boat, no worries. If you're looking for an unforgettable experience and guidance from a local expert, why not book a fishing charter? Whether you're a novice or experienced, the crew are always happy to help you hook into some great action at their best fishing grounds. Now, most charter operators can cater for small to large groups, or you can join in with another group of travelling if you're travelling solo. Target species include a range of wild fish from Nanagai and Mawawong to Harlequin, Trevally, Kingfish, Tuna and Mulloway. The Reef Encounters fishing charters are based at Marion Bay to guide you around the wild south. Decky for a day lets you get up close and personal with oysters at Stansbury. 
Now, if you're into shipwrecks, lighthouses, and walking trails, a must-do visit is the Ethel Wreck. The bones of this iron bark have been resting on the beach since 1904, and steps now offer easy beach access. It's located on the same beach as the boiler of the steamer, Ferret. For breathtaking 360-degree views of the mainland and ocean, take a walk along the West Cape headland, passing the West Cape Lighthouse. Snorkelers can also get a taste of the water clarity and marine diversity around the pylons of Edithburg Jetty, where they will get keen-eyed and naturalists have been known to spot the fabled leafy sea dragon and the always fascinating cuttlefish. Port Gilbert near Port Maury offers shallow snorkelling and the chance to see the famous Port Jackson sharks. Camping is available at the National Park and has seven designated campgrounds, mostly within easy reach from the next surf or beach adventure. Now, I think it's called Pondalawi Bay Campground, known as Pondy to the locals, has been has public toilets rather, and gas barbecues and up to 50 campsites. There's also areas for caravans, motorhomes and trailers. There's no campfire facilities. Uh, Shell Beach, Casuarina and Cable Bay campgrounds provide the next level of isolation. You just need to make sure that campfires are not permittable in the National Park during obviously the fire danger season. The Southern Spencer Gulf Marine Park encompasses the coastline of the park. The Southern Spencer Gulf Marine Park is home to pods of dolphins all year round, while schools of southern right whales cruise past from May to September. If you want to be on the waters and aren't fussed about fishing, try Marion Bay Ocean Safari, which offer cruise experiences out of stunning Pondawi Bay. For complete relaxation, SA Eco Tours offer guided package tours of the wild south. Now, Truebridge Island Conservation Park is six kilometres off the coast from Edithborough. This unique sound island is an important breeding area for birds. It's only accessible by boat and with a permit. And once you've reached this peaceful island, take in its beauty in fishing, uh, by fishing or swimming along the white sandy beaches. You can hide away for a few nights in the original lighthouse keeper's cottage. The heritage listed cottage accommodation has all the modern conveniences you need for an idyllic escape from the city life now the adelaide international bird sanctuary um it helps protect resident resident and migratory birds um, probably most famous for the shorebirds along the coast of the gulf of st vincent it covers a 60 kilometer stretch of coast from the barker inlet to port parnham including sections of the adelaide dolphin sanctuary each summer, the mudflaps, mangroves and the salt marshes support an estimated 27,000 shorebirds, including many listed as threatened species and endangered species as well. Now, there's nothing better than being on holidays than eating and drinking. And why not take in a brew with a view? There are more than 50 pubs on the York Peninsula, many with amazing views and making the most of close proximity to fresh produce. Enjoy a beachside vista with your meal at several locations, including North Beach Kitchen, Port Broughton Hotel, the Tavern on Turton, Port Victoria Hotel, the Dalrymple Hotel and the Marion Bay Tavern. Here is many of sort of York Peninsula pubs. You can literally step off the beach and enjoy an ice cold beverage within seconds. There's also DIY dinners. Fresh seafood without the effort, what's not to like? The Lower York Seafood is just west of Waruka, while Gill's Fisheries at Port Victoria service the central area and JJ's Copper Coast Seafood is the place to go in the north of the peninsula. The region also offers a variety of other foodie offerings, including locally made gelato, honey, local olive oil, lentils and natural, natural alkaline water. 
visit Taste the York in Munta to browse and purchase from their range of local produce. Paddock to Point. For locally made wines, try Barley's Stacks Wine south of Maitland and the winery near Ardrossan. If spirits are more your taste, make sure you check out the Sunny Hill Distillery near Arthurton, where gin, whiskey and vodka are made from local crops. York Peninsula also boasts a burgeoning craft beer industry, such as Wallaroo's Bond Store, which offers visitors a brewery, restaurant and a micro-distillery experience. You can also drop into the Waterscowie Brewing Company at Minneton to sample their craft beer, ales and cider. There's nothing like a sizzling barbie to finish a great day on the York Peninsula. Many butchers source their meat from local farmers, supporting the regional industry. York's gourmet meats, Munta gourmet meats, Port Vincent quality meat and Waruka country meats are just a few of the local butchers that proudly sell quality country-killed meats. Of course, you can throw some prawns or fish on the grill as well. Most towns offer great options for takeaway food and drinks. Grab a coffee or dine in or pick up fresh fish and chips for that far-flung beach if you're heading to the southern tip. Try the Port Turton General Store and Bakery and Marion Bay General Store where there's plenty of tasty options to stock up on before the area if you're in the north. It's the Cafe Capellas in Munter. That's great for dining and takeaway. And the family-owned Rising Sun Hotel in Port Wakefield is a popular rest stop for travellers as well as offering great food that has a playground too for kids. So where do you stay? Well, you can go bush, where there are 19 designated bush camping locations across York Peninsula, east with a limited number of sites available. Pets are welcome at all bush camping locations, but you make sure that you are prepared as toilet and rubbish facilities are not available at all campgrounds. Bush camping sites cannot be reserved, so luckily there's plenty of them. You can, though, book online or contact a visitor's information provider for more information. You'll need a bush camping permit where required, with permits available for a night to a year and valid for any of the 19 campgrounds. There's several York Peninsula caravan parks. They're located right on the beachfront. Facilities include fully equipped camp kitchens, recreational facilities including swimming pool, kids' attractions and bike tracks, playgrounds and equipment for hire. No van, no problem. Parks have everything from standard and family cabins to luxury pods and villas. And campers and RVs can take advantage of overnight stay areas for a small fee. These are clearly marked. You can contact one of the visitor information providers for more information on RV-friendly towns, dump points and overnighting options. With 30 caravan parks, shack hire, 19 pet-friendly bush camping spots and even glamping, the accommodation opportunities are endless. There's a huge variety of options and they can be booked with country getaways, holiday rentals or accommodation on Yorks. And if you're travelling in a large group, the CU at Wallaroo and Aurora Camp Stays at Port Hughes have you covered. There's cabins, motels and apartments available all throughout the region. And if you're looking for deluxe, don't go past Bayside Glamping at Marion Bay and the Yonder Beach House at Fowl Bay. Now, some of the towns of the Southern York Peninsula, you'll go through Kubawi, which is close to Edithburg. Its early explorers found Kubawi and the tidal inlet so attractive that they started planning a big city there. When fresh water couldn't be found, they felt cheated and named it Deception Bay. Today, Kubawi is a popular seaside town with plenty of fishing spots and wide beaches. There's a hotel and playground close to the foreshore and a picturesque five-kilometre coastal walking trail to Edithburg. Bird watchers shouldn't miss the Kubawi bird hide. There are brochures available locally to help identify the array of bird life there. And the Kubawi caravan park is a great place to stay with cabins available right on the foreshore. 
Corny Point, Matthew Flinders named this area Corny Point because it looked like a corn on the foot of the York Peninsula. Corny Point is the gateway to the best surfing spots on the west coast, Berry Bay and Formby Bay to name a few. It's a popular place for boat fishing and there's several north facing swimming beaches with, which are pretty great for kids too. You can grab a bite from the shop or tavern and enjoy the untouched outdoors. The 1881 Corny Point Lighthouse is the starting point for many adventures. Don't forget to stop and take, to, take a picture with this local landmark. Now, Marion Bay is nestled in coastal scrubland and has long been known as a great base for holiday makers, anglers and surfers looking to explore the local national park and the foot of the peninsula. There's a sheltered swimming beach, surf beach, boat ramp and an inkstained jetty that is legendary for its big squid. Marion Bay is on the doorstep of some of the best beaches in Australia with a rich maritime history and a great place to truly get back to nature. The protection from rough ocean conditions sees the area home to fish and cray boats which are active over the warmer months. There are a few locations on York Peninsula that can match the reputation of Marion Bay for deep water fishing and several charters operating in the area too. The Autumn Mullet Run is also a drawcard for beach anglers and popular fishing hotspots such as Butler's Beach which is only 16 kilometres to the east. The unique Hillocks Drive camping and accommodation can also be found here too. And Marion Bay has a general store for takeaway and grocery needs and the tavern is excellent. You'll find lots of accommodation options from holiday homes and units to a motel and caravan park. We can try camping outdoors. There are plenty of campsites to choose from on the coast and in the national park too. But again, check if you need a permit for setting up camp. The visitor centre is at the entrance to the park and a great source of information. Edith Borough is located on the southeastern corner of York Peninsula, located to the Truebridge Island. That's where you look out to it. Edithburg has also been a popular destination for locals as well as visitors. Overlooked by the Wattle Point Wind Farm, the town has hotels, motels, a caravan park, coastal golf course and parklands laid out to the same design as those in Adelaide by Colonel William Light. The parklands have recently become the site for well-attended park runs, so if you're in the area, feel free to take part. There isn't much need for swimming pools near the beach, but Edithborough has one of the one of the tidal saltwater pools. It's a hit in the summer, so if you're visiting, it's not to be missed. There's also an excellent spot for anglers with mullet, yellowfin, whiting and larger fish, all popular catches. Fishing can be done from the jetty, boat or beach, and boat launching is made easy with the twin boat ramps and floating pontoons. It's known for its spectacular diving and snorkelling. The jetty has a variety of marine life, from leafy sea dragons to the big-bellied seahorses, port jackson sharks, cuttlefish and a range of fish and corals. At the museum, learn more about the large salt industry that once dominated the town and discover the historic Clan Ronald and Marion shipwrecks that just lie off the coast. There's also quaint shops and plenty of meal options. It's also a base to pre-book a trip to Truebridge Island where the lighthouse still operates. Now, Min Layton is, well, was settled rather in the 1870s by farmers who found the conditions ideal for growing wheat, barley and sheep grazing. Today, this large and prosperous town features a playground, skate park and picnic area and the main street has a variety of shops. Be sure to call into the Harvest Corner for local produce, quality crafts and visitor information and craft brewery. The also the What's a Cowie Brewing Company has a tasty ale and the Miniton Caravan Park is located nearby for accommodation. If you need to park your van, there's also room on, the, on 4th Street. That's an ideal place to embark on a journey down Main Street too. 
The, I think it's called Min Lari Gum Flat Reserve, which is east of town. That's also a great spot for a picnic. There's too a picturesque walking trail, which includes the York Peninsula's only red gum stand, Aboriginal wells and the she-oak forest. And the kids will love the Fauna Park with its inquisitive kangaroos and emus. Nearby is a memorial to Captain Harry Butler, who in 1919 flew his World War I Bristol monoplane, the Red Devil, on the first special mail delivery in the Southern Hemisphere across the sea to Minneton from Adelaide. It's believed to be the only genuine Bristol monoplane left in the world. It's been restored to its original condi- condition, Harry's statue standing nearby. It's a testament to Minneton's small but famous son. Point Turton overlooks the white sandy beaches of Hardwick Bay where the peninsula's leg meets its foot. The sheltered waters are perfect for year-round boating, fishing and sailing. Point Turton offers lower Spencer Gulf sunsets that's hard to ignore. There's also a good range of services including a swimming centre, nature playground, general store and a caravan park overlooking the jetty. And that wraps up this edition of the Road Less Travel podcast. Coming, coming to you from the York Peninsula. I do apologise for some of the sound quality, but that's just some of the things that you have to negotiate when you are travelling on the road. Look forward to your company next week. If you'd like to interact with us or follow our progress, jump onto our Facebook page. We're on Instagram as well. You can drop me an email, fatcat at iinet.net.au or SMS 042-752-8467. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and I hope to see you somewhere out there on the road less travelled very soon. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. I've been everywhere. Thanks for listening. The Road Less Travelled is presented by Nikki Shea and produced by Fat Cat Media. Fat Cat.